last week, Anthony gave us an epic intro, but unfortunately he had to step away, wasn't feeling 100%, but now he's back, he's feeling good, another oh. victory for Man City. Yes. Marcus is in the house, of course, Ephraim's in the house, we're Champagne Soccer, the best soccer show in the world, how are y'all doing, man? What's going on? Feeling Feeling great. In a national break, in a national break, I mean, how are y'all enjoying yourselves? Because Ephraim, uh, you know, when Arsenal played, you know, United, you were making moves in the mountains. Are you are you on another international break this weekend? How you feeling? Uh, it's funny. I actually was on a midweek international break. It was in, I was in the mountains for a work conference. So, um, nah, man, I'm just enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, just... Wish it was some soccer that we could that I could have you know enjoyed watching myself my team but you know they canceled their game this weekend so uh, I had to watch a couple other games but it was cool. All right, hey, and we also got a special guest returning, Cletus, you know from the AKT podcast, Chelsea fan, Bayern fan, French international expert, German international expert. He's a man of many talents many interests and last time he was here we were relaxed we had a great football conversation this time we're getting dangerous man and i know clay this is ready what's up clay how you feeling man what's good man glad to be back man you know today it might get a little x-rated <laughs> you know, I'm here for it, you know <laughs> that's what's up that's what's up but all right we all here let's get rocking man now let's start with the champions the reigning champions you know Manchester City played Wolves, pretty comfortable victory. Not too much, not too many shocking moments. It was pretty controlled. Anthony, how did you feel about the team performance? What did you see? What did you like? And what is your focus on the team going into international break for City? Hey, man, first off, I love what I saw from my team. We played great. Uh, we scored in under a minute. I was like, wow, it's amazing. But the person who scored was our mascot, Jack Graylish. Uh, it turns <laughs> out today there was some news. Some news came out. I thought it was fake, but it put a smile on my face like it was Christmas morning that Jack is shook. He wants to leave and he, he doesn't want to be here uh, next summer. And I was like, wow, man, that, that'd be perfect if it's true. And then it started floating around in our soccer chat. And I'm like, hey, man, this shit must be news. This is real. I cannot wait. So glad he got his goal, but get him out of here. Uh, Foden scored and as well as our goal scoring machine, Holland. But I have something to highlight, Dan, and Pep said it in an interview as well. I'm going to quote him. <clears throat> Pep Guardiola on Riyad Mahrez played good minutes against Wolves. I'm waiting on him desperately to come back to the Riyadh he is. I brought him up a couple of weeks ago. I, don't, I think Riyadh's been in the club, man, way too long. And uh, where's he at? So that's all I got. In the club in Greece. <laughs> We're sending security to get him up out of there. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, chill, chill. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's trying to leave, Marcus. I think he's, yeah, uh, you know, the old money too good to leave. <laughs> oh, leave. Now, Ephraim, 
we can just get right into it because Anthony brought it up. How do you feel about Jack Grealish? We already know 100 million. The fee is a big target on his back, like it is for many players that go for big wages. How do you feel about his career at City so far? I do want to point out that uh, I feel disappointed by Mr. Grealish, Gucci Grealish here, because I predicted at the end of the last season, he's going to have a good season this year. He's going to adapt to Pep's system, be a key player in their in their team. But yeah, man, I, I, I'm a little disappointed in him. Um, he, he played uh, only 90 minutes one time this year in the Premier League, and that was the first game against West Ham. Um, he was not even in the squad the next, after the, uh, the next game, I think he was only subbed off, he was subbed off in the halftime and he wasn't even in the squad the next three games. Um, he was on the bench, he was on the bench against Aston Villa, uh, and he scored his goal, like Anthony said, he mentioned in his last game, but he only played 77 hey, minutes. Hey, Ephraim, I'm sorry oh. you could continue, but now I have to get Dan to apologize to my man. Foden because he called him the worst starter on my team, and then you you're bringing up stuff. He is the worst starter on your team. Hey, yo, no, no, he's not. No, he's not. Not Grealish. Don't start. But Grealish don't start. I would argue. Yep, I would argue in Dan's favor that Grealish doesn't start. So he doesn't start. But he was. might be. He was supposed to. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't supposed to start. Okay, he wasn't. He wasn't. Let's just say for let's just say for argument's sake that he was supposed to start. He ain't starting now. So uh, he he's 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 not played. He hasn't played that much this year. Um, He's definitely the big one of the biggest uh, um, surprises in the England squad. Um, Not only him, but I'm going to have to mention uh, Marcus's boy as well, Jordan Henderson. Um, same kind of deal. He only played 90 minutes one time. Um, we'll last... get in, we'll get into handling <laughs> on those boys. In a... We'll get into that. Other than talking about our squads that we're going to cover. Grealish, Grealish. No, no, we're talking yeah. about Grealish. Now, Grealish, yeah, now, Grealish Kledis, I want to ask you, because Claytis, you know you. You got your propagandas like we all do. We're natural. We're all biased. We're human beings. But you have an interesting case on your perspective on Grealish. And you feel like Pep isn't using him correctly. Can you please expound? I feel like originally this um, transfer Grealish going to City was one of those Thanos wanted to acquire one of the Power Stones. Mm. So at the time, you know, when you looked at it, Pep kept saying, oh, we don't have a player who dribbles like Grealish. But then you have Foden, you have uh, Bernardo, you have Gundogan, you have Kevin, but you still wasn't satisfied. And he's like, oh, they don't win fouls like Relish does. So then you kind of go ahead and you acquire the player, but you don't really need him. You don't really have a place for him in the system. So now even within a system, he can't play how he plays. So he's pretty much limited. So it's kind of like a negative signing on both ends because he kind of like went there expecting to evolve. He kind of did evolve, but it's not to the level that he was expecting or else expected. And you know, Pep, if Pep sees you as a center back, you will play center back. If Pep sees you as somebody that's going to come in the game to just make three passes, you'll go in there and make only three passes for 90 minutes. That's Pep. And I feel like that's what Grealish has become. He's become, you know, the, all right, you're just going to do this job so everybody else can do this. Normally in the past, Grealish gets the ball. He's going to dribble at you, win that foul, you know, create that, that final pass to get the goal. Now if you look at Grealish, it's more so get the ball, 
sideway pass, dribble, sideway pass, pass back. So, I mean, I think he honestly needs to leave to, you know, evolve his career. I hear that. Now, Marcus, you're a man that watched him for a while. I remember we used to talk about Grealish at Aston Villa, and you were saying that he would be an interesting player for you in Liverpool's midfield now. Uh, would you be open to Grealish right now? He he don't defend. I can't count on him. Uh, come on, man. I, I mean, it, it, it seemed like oh. let's, let's kick it. Let's kick it and come let's on. think about it. Come on, son. I mean, think about it. If you want to be in my midfield, you got to defend, bro. Uh, I mean, those he does push back, man. He tracks back. There are yeah, times he does. He, got, he does. he does get spaced out or, or look for the the fullback behind him to do certain things. I've seen that, but he plays defense, man. Chill. Like so running into the front three, I don't think that'll work for like the system that Klopp got. Um, because like you gotta think Trent gonna be on the outside, Andy gonna be on the outside. I don't know if that'll work, maybe through the middle. Don't I you mean, nice, if he was I mean, to replace like, Nabby, if you would say like replacing Nabby in like that engine room, that that type of role, maybe so. Because like how you saying he he do all that flopping and he'll get a lot of fouls and throw the game down. <laughs> to play this his point, he could be always Bernardo Silva. That's what oh I was saying. Well, I don't know about that. Hey, I'm just talking about the dribbler. I'm talking about a dribbler. That's the only thing because. In a sense, Thiago dribbles, he takes on players, creates space. Realish does the same thing. I saw his contract for DC United last week. Who? Thiago's, man. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Come on, man. I'll take care of him, the whole family, man. <laughs> Grealish, I don't know. He was a player that I liked, but when I saw him going to City, I thought he was going to be a Gundogan replacement. He was a good player on the left, but at Ashtonville, I felt like his best role was at the number 10, where he could sometimes roam to the left. We know a lot of teams don't play with number 10s. So at City, he was going to have to play either on the left wing or centrally. And centrally, he can't cross through because, of course, De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva last year and then eventually Gundogan has locked down that spot. He's the captain. So he has to play on the left. But on the left, Foden has locked down that spot. And Foden being left-footed, even though Anthony has pointed out and many people online have pointed out there has been times when Foden couldn't hit Holland on the right pass and not delivering the final ball. He understands the movements that Highland wants because, you know, they're both left-footed. They both like to play similar half spaces, so I could see why Pep likes to play Foden on the left. But Grealish, yeah, I could see why he wants to leave. He's 27 years old. Doesn't look like he's going to be able to crack into this team because, honestly, he's not good enough. Uh, Claytis, we uh, were talking in our group chat this morning about uh, someone asked you, how would you grade Grealish? And you said about a C plus B minus, and I think that's fair. He's a good player, but unfortunately, City is a A team. And even that's why I was saying Foden was the worst starter, because Foden to me is a B, plus, a B minus. He's a solid player. He's continuing to get better, but based on what he can do and just simply being left-footed, 
that's another thing with City. We know they have Bernardo, Highland, Foden. Those are like their only left-footed players. I mean, they play a right back at left back. So to have someone that's left-footed, and of course, Mares is not that many, but with the right-footed players, it's too many options. And now, like Anthony was even telling me this morning, uh, Cole Palmer be getting in the game now. And he'd be all right. Yeah, man. That's all. Hey, that's why that average guy can scram. <laughs> all right. He, now he, he needs a little more freedom. He can't, he can't play in a rigid system like that. He needs to be able to, to take people on and and float, like you said, uh Dan, float, float around a final third the way he really wants to. And he can't do that in the pep system at all. Well, yeah. he's not in his role in the pep system. I yeah, say. I was talking to uh, Claytis earlier in the chat. If we didn't have Foden, Grayless would be straight. If we didn't have Bernardo, he'd be good. But honestly, I just feel like the players that are like on in the team and were there before him just have that experience of playing in a pep system that like is just hard for him to just get in the team. It's just come on. If he wants to make uh, United, he will be a starter. Came to Chelsea, I'm pretty sure Grealish mm-hmm. will be a starter. Yeah, that's not a slight. That's a that's a that's a. From would he start for y'all? I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I think he would. Absolutely, I think he would. Where, <laughs> would you would would you start him on the Would you start him on the left and Sancho on the right, or probably if we didn't have if we didn't just pick up Anthony, absolutely, it would be like a great. Honestly, Anthony could sit down a little bit for right now. Sure. Either way, if he was there or not, but yes, Graylish would be uh, would be starting on the left and uh, and uh, Sancho on the right. So absolutely, he will start. I think I always thought Grealish was more of a United player than a, a City player. But, yeah, know, yeah. Involved, you know. Right. It also it also depends on the system because now we have a coach who's now uh, has a philosophy in a certain system as well. So I, I maybe more so under like uh, Mourinho or uh, uh, Solskjaer or somebody like that. Yeah, and maybe even with uh, Ten Hag. But I, I just think that. Uh, I totally agree with you. I think he's probably more suited for a United style, maybe overall, than like that kind of a pep style, at least for now. Okay. Well, you know, the team that's first place, he wouldn't start for us. You know, he wouldn't start over Martinelli. He wouldn't start over Saka. He wouldn't. No, no, no. And let me tell y'all something. Arsenal, if y'all don't know, they won 3-0. Go ahead, Cletus, go ahead. Nah, go ahead. You have the floor. Oh, well, you know, thank you. As the team in first place, I appreciate that, my brother. Now, we won 3-0 against Brentford. London Derby, chippy match. Shout out Ivan Tony, Lancey Foe, informed striker going to play for England. Ephraim is going to get his hip about that in a little bit. And in that game, you know, Arsenal played well. Shout out Gabriel Jesus. He scored a nice header. Um, One thing that I'm impressed with so far this season is the rebirth of Granite Shaka. Now, when Arsene Wenger bought him, he was told to be a defensive midfielder at uh, what Borussia Mönchengladbach. He was a guy that was able to roam, pass from deep, but now he's he's allowed to play higher up the pitch he's asked to create more you're seeing the craftiness and one thing like I mentioned with City how they have about four left-footed players with Arsenal we got an abundance we got Shaka we got Saka we got Fabio Vieira who scored a beautiful goal 
We have Odegaard. We have so many left-footed players. And I think that now, whatever, of course, Tyranny, Zinchenko, we got a lot of left-footed players. But what I'm realizing now with our attack is we have the capabilities of trying to do different things. Because in the past, you know, with a lot of teams, you try to go as close as you can to the box to create something which is understandable. The closer you are, the easier it is to score. But when I've been impressed with, and Marcus, you already know, you got a set piece coach. Arsenal, we're among the best teams in Europe, not just the Premier League in set pieces. Saliba scored a nice goal. I like what we're doing. It was a good game. And I appreciate how the team is playing, how they came back after that a legal loss against United. Don't even get me started on that again. But I like what I saw. And I appreciate one thing, Fabio Vieira, because one that is the thing with Arsenal. We had problems. We had nobody that could shoot from deep. He finally came the first game. He scored a banger 25 yards out. That was like, mwah. That's not my champagne goal of the week, but it was a banger. But uh, did y'all see the Arsenal game, and how did y'all feel about it if y'all did? Uh, Marcus, set it up, man. Man, I'm going to say this. Saliba, can you uh, call Van Dyke and give him some tips? Oh, man. (laughs) Sheesh. This dude, what is it? He already got three goals so far, then? Yeah. I would say that um, y'all kind of impressed me. Y'all shut down, Lancey. He would he he really didn't to me he his uh his partner in crime more so had the better chances in front of goal. Yeah. Um which y'all got out when y'all got out two up, when y'all got up two up real quick, I think they were kind of geek. <clears throat> they kind of they were trying to fight for anything, but then y'all got that third goal and it was it was a wrap at that moment. But um I like what I'm seeing from Arsenal. Uh I think they can continue that run. It depends on who they got next. But I, I like what I'm seeing. Uh, I hope Martinelli he stay healthy because I like that young boy. I wish uh, y'all would sell that guy. Hey, um, come on. And I think it's pretty hilarious that you are now saying you are giving Shaka compliments. Yeah, I have to, man. I, he's our captain. I, I mean, what can I do, Marcus? He's, I he's mean, put the team on his back. He's our you know He's, he's orchestrating. You and Clayton know our convos when I when I throw this this guy's name up talking uh, talking to you about him being the captain. You disrespected him. Yeah, I mean he deserved the disrespect. And, and a players can be wrong. I didn't know he was going to become a new player because a lot of times you know the saying you can't teach an old dog new tricks. This man is almost thirty, so I didn't see Arteta finding a new role to unlock a game of something in him that I didn't know he had. And, you know, one thing about Saka, he is uh, quietest kept second in the Premier League in assists with four. He hasn't scored much, but he's been dishing and I appreciate what he's doing. But Saka has been kind of bossing and we need that because Odegaard's hurt. Fabio, Fabio Vieira coming in is excellent and one thing that will help arsenal is that hey you national team coaches don't want to put my guys on the national team fine we'll rest and come back healthy and start cooking but uh Claytis, did you get oh yeah i don't know if you were able to watch the match uh, you might have been 
still turned up from a busy night before, but uh, <laughs> did you see the match? I mean, I saw parts of it, you know, trying to, trying to rehab myself. But I, one thing I would say is, you know, Gabriel Jesus, I had him at, you know, what, a B minus? Yeah, you know? yeah. I told you he's going to go a new level, man. It's looking like a B plus. It might, it might be pushing to that A minus. Bro, that spin move is next. <laughs> oh, man. Don't, hey, hey, Anthony, please. I'm sorry, Anthony. Talk about that spin move because he, he knows. Uh, Hey, I'm trying to tell y'all. That's what that's the signature joint. I told Dan coming over there with the move already. The and it's in the tuck. Because how long gonna learn that? He used it against Chelsea. Ah. He used it against Real Madrid. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, he was blacking out. Hey, man, Jesus, he, he's that guy. I think he. I think he's gonna get like 25 plus goals all year for all. In all comps, yeah, I can yeah. see that. I think he might be one of the best signings in the Premier League this uh, summer. I agree with that. I, I agree really, with that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, look at the impact he's had on that team in that front three, and that team in general. I think. I think. I just yeah, think yeah. he's had just that that winning winning mentality that he's brought. Um, I really think he's probably arguably the best signing of the Premier League this summer. Hey, yeah, he's yeah, a leader on the he's, team he's already. Um, after the after he scored the goal and he danced, he him and Shaka rallied the team to make sure. Hey, man, don't step off your focus keep locked in so yeah uh gabriel jesus definitely a great signing and uh Claytis, you said something that caught my ear so we might as well go to it now the man that is the yeah the man that is destroying the premier league and european football as we know it right now is erlen brought highland now this guy is a physical specimen i feel that he is on the verge of becoming a world-class player. I think he's the fourth best striker in the world. I think he's going to smash the Premier League record for goals in a season. And what we're seeing is special. He is the youngest. I think, what, he has 26 goals, Premier League or sorry, Champions League goals already at 22. The only younger person to have that many goals at that age was about Mbappe. So we're seeing uh, him and Mbappe and Holland are going to take this generation over, hopefully if they can stay healthy. But, Claytis, you got a different view on that young man. Can you please educate us? You know, you said the words, you think, you know, and I'm going to go with the words, I expect. Is, is different when you're playing in a Man City team where you can stand up there and not do nothing for 30 minutes and have a tap-in and have another tap-in, have another tap-in. You know, you're going to score goals all day, but you've already shown me that you can score goals, so what more can you show me? And I feel like that's what he's at City to learn and, and become, you feel me? But my issue with that, I feel like right now, people are just kind of like on a high with this guy. We understand he can score goals, but we also need to kind of demand more and kind of ask for more and not just say, oh, he could score 25 goals this season. What more do you want? I mean, like I said, you know, I could pull up the list. There are individuals that are younger that are winning Ballon d'Ors, having won Champions League and achieved more at his age. So I just feel like the high of certain individuals when it comes to like watching Highland is just, you know, it's, it's 
I don't want to say the word, you know, profanity, but Please say it, release your heart. Man. Please say it all. Yeah, I want to hear it too, actually. I mean, niggas, niggas be sucking dick, bro. Niggas be sucking dick, bro. Thank you. All right, cool. <laughs> like, give me, can I go now? Can I go? You know, I'm, 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 just give me one second here. Let me pull up this list for you real quick. <laughs> you know, because it was a list of, you know, individuals that have won the Champions League. I mean, sorry, not Champions League, Ballon d'Or. The youngest winners of the Ballon d'Or. You have Oleg Blocking at 20, uh, 23 years old. Uh, you have George. Uh, you, uh, you have George Best. <laughs> let, let's, let's be honest here. All right, 22. all right. You have Lionel Messi at 22 years old. And I don't need to say more about that one. You have Michael Owen at 22 years old. What is this? And who's, what is this? What is this? And, 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 and the number one, <laughs> the youngest Ballon d'Or winner. The youngest Ballon d'Or. <laughs> hey man, I got well, one. Hold on, question. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Number one on this list. I know who it is. It's my, it's my uncle. The only Ronaldo. Okay. Twenty-one. Nazari. Now, now let me ask you this, Cletus. Is it hey. fair to say that when he was at Salzburg and Dortmund, you know Dortmund are underachievers. At least they won the DFB Pokal Cup. Yeah, and I and would also argue he's in, in the age range that you're talking he about. Still, he was, goals. but that's hey, the thing, hey, though. You, there's twenty two, but the season isn't even over yet. For me, I feel like Holland is a great talent, bro. Like we, I, like we, we've agreed now that he's the two point version of Slot, and maybe yeah. even better. We, we've agreed he's he's talented, bro. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like with all that talent, like you know, um, what, what's it with Peter Pan or whatever uh, with his uncle. With great, Peter Pan, Peter Parker, Peter Parker, great responsibility. Yeah, I bet. I think he's standing up to it though. Let me take it. Let me take it. But I feel like we can expect more. Of course, I had to tell Dan, but Dan brought it up. He was like, Yeah, the same thing you're talking versatility. Hey, it sounds insane to me what you're saying because as a person watching him on a team that I'm supporting in a game where goals matter, the more goals you score, you win the match. I don't know what else I need to ask of him See, to do. That's, 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 score. that's, that's, the, that's no. the thin margin between being a great scorer and being one of the best ever, or one of the greatest ever. Is but, you have but, that versatility of having but we, everything. We just gave a player Raheem Sterling hey, to hey, y'all hey, hey, hey. who missed certain who missed these tap ins that you say are easy. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You want him to be versatile. I'm saying he's a goal he scorer. Is. You want him to do more. I, it's like saying, "Yo, that goalie's saving goals," but I want to see him do free kicks. Yo, I don't want to see him do nothing more than what he's so, doing. Yeah, he can pass, build up plays. The third goal with Foden. He did set it up. He's if you want to do versatility and stuff, he passed, he set it up to De Bruyne at the top of the box so De Bruyne can feed voted. Wow, good, good job, Holland. You didn't score, but you did something nice, versatile. If he was on anybody's team, I don't know who would say, Man, I want more from that guy who's scoring two plus goals a game or well, you know who said he wants more. You know who said he you know who said he wants more from Erlen Holland. You know who said he wants more from Erlen Holland? 
Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> he said I mean, Erling Holland. I bet. He said Erling Holland is doing good, scoring goals, but he still has to do more because there's times uh, in the game yeah. where he miss, where he's lapsed. They need him to do different things. He's not there because uh, he scores goals. Perfect. It covers the cracks. But even the best player on the team said he has to do more. So that is the Pep Guardiola system. The Pep Guardiola system asks strikers to do more things. That is saying something. Nobody is saying nobody. I need him. Yeah, he's going to. Nobody is saying the goal scoring is not not enough. But yeah, nobody's saying he has to be perfect. But everybody is saying that, especially this what I'm saying. Kevin De Bruyne has said himself. Erling Haaland has to do more. Goal scoring is great. It is the most important thing in the game. Okay. But to help the team thrive, he has to do more. So and he will. are you, are you saying De Bruyne is wrong? Year? No, I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm saying he's do right now. What y'all you're, you're, it almost sounds like he's not doing enough that where it's like, dang, we're just getting by. No, he's nah. perfectly fine and he needs to do more so he can keep progressing. Yes, I agree with y'all there good but i'm not those concerns aren't it's like yeah he needs to get better but okay well i'm watching i'm i'm, I'm waiting for it like it's not it's not emergency it's not like dang i need him to start being versatile now for right. this win it's like all right let me see him develop and grow while still getting these goals and to, that's what i've been saying like yeah he needs to do more but we'll, we'll get there we got time we have all these games all these cups to play for we got time so i don't know yeah, what the hype is when we got time to see him develop more. 11 games, 11 goals in seven games. What else can he do? I mean, yeah, I would also agree, about- yeah, he can do more. And I think everybody can see that too. He is, he's young. He still has a lot to learn, especially in a system like he's in right now. Uh, I would just argue he's doing what he's supposed to do. At, like Just like Anthony, right? As of now, he's doing what he's supposed to do. And his lack of not doing more isn't a detriment to the team as of this moment. And now, if it was a, a problem and the team wasn't winning, then I could see, yeah, we need to see him do more right now. Like, like I could see that argument. But he has time to develop, guys. It's, it's his first season here, 11 games in. I mean, seven games in. He's played two prim, uh, Champions League games. Let's give him some chan- a chance it's, to get developed into the system, too, I think. I think that's a fair point. Yeah, Ephraim. And listen to this. We're already at this point in the season, seven games in, and seven games away from when they were trying to compare Holland to Nunez. And now they're not even saying he got to do more. He's not even in the equation no more. They're trying to say, oh, oh God, Holland has to do more to become I mean, super be, great. Come on, let, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Let's no, talk no, about the guy no, who really nobody needs serious to do more. Was comparing let's talk about the guy who really needs that comparison. to do more. Nobody I don't was want to hear this Who was making that comparison? Nobody serious. The whole English media before the started. England media is the worst media in America. In the yeah, world so of football, I'm sorry, they're trash. That, the people who's really struggling, nah, Alan's not struggling. Nah. His, his his lack is not is not hurting my team. So it's funny, all y'all talking about somebody who y'all would shut up if he was on your squad too. Y'all nah, like, he would be under. I, I can't wait nah. for him to grow and develop. Uh, nah, I'm a, okay, nah, nah. All right, all right. See, nah, all right. I'm an Arsenal then, player. I hey, watch. I watch. Then, Nah, I watched hey, Thierry Henry. I watched Van Persie. I watched strikers Jimmy lead the league in goals and assists. Nah, and I have a, have a higher standard than a hey, lot of people. Hey, hey, and you don't want to see Holland go down for a couple games and Alvarez turn up. That's what oh, y'all Lord. don't want to see. 
I'll oh, stop. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll stop there. Ooh. All right. That's I'm ooh. versatile. Yeah, that's somebody versatile. Yeah, all right. I'm spooked. All right. Yeah, versatile. That's you don't want to go down on because if that knee is an issue, and like, hey, okay. if that knee is an issue and he becomes injured and he gets that little three to five month, yeah, it's not going to Then it's Grealish time. It's <laughs> Alvarez time. And y'all yeah. going to be like, dang, he's waiting he in the cut. Scary set on the wing. It's okay. <laughs> hey man, that is what happens strong. when you hey, become Clay, a team that becomes about, uh, reliant on loading. one striker. It's gonna get dangerous. You hey, become uh, a team because play? Pep Guardiola has never been a coach that relies on yeah, one player to do every goal. If this is what happens to your team, it can get spooky, and that is why we said. He has to do more. No one is saying, oh, he scored 11 goals. That's bad. No one's saying that. But once, like I told you earlier, once you become over-reliant on one striker to do everything, that can get spooky. That's why it was brilliant for Real Madrid. They're blessed that Benzema got hurt because you know what they got to see? Rodrigo can do this. Vinicius can do this. Tushimeni can do this. We just, we to, just won the league without a striker, and then now we're scoring with the yeah, striker. but the but the you league doesn't mean anything. Sure you you know that, but you already know that. You know the we league know means nothing. It's all about the Champions League. It's all about the Champions League. We know we can score without a striker, and now that striker. Can you win the Champions League without a striker? But that's where the striker is going to help us now. That's what I'm saying. Okay, okay, that was nice. All right, okay. Trying to buy next year already? I heard y'all trying to buy. Yeah, they want another striker. They want another striker because they shook. He knows. He nah, shook. man, we all loaded, man. Like I said, bro. Yeah, I need another striker. He's Thanos. He's supposed to collect all the stones. Yeah, I need another striker. Help. I got sickness, man. Megalomania. Hey, man. It's about the rings, bro. All right. Now to buttoned up this entertaining Holland conversation. Shout out Tigo, Seagull, the Filthy Fellas, the second best football show in the world after ours, of course. He had a tweet that he said players who would score 30 goals up front for Man City. Now, some of these guys are dangerous and I don't agree, but I agree with some of them. I'm not going to say all of it, but I think this is not to for me, I don't know what he was trying to interpret with this. I feel like maybe his point was if Pep played guys in a similar way, they would be able to score that many goals. But it's different because Holland, because of his size and his ability, the certain goals like the goal that he scored, uh, the, the Kung Fu kick goal that people are trying to compare to Zlatan, or uh, Pep Guardiola compared to Johan Cruyff's, one of his iconic goals against Athletic Bilbao when he played for Barca. Not many humans could be able to do that. But this is what he's saying on numbers. Let's see if y'all agree with some of them. Do y'all think Messi would score 30 goals up front with this city team? Yes. Yeah. That, that 92 that he had in the, in the calendar year might be looking at 150. <laughs> yeah, he, he would. I agree with that. Mbappe. Yes. Neymar. Neymar. Yes. Now, now this is the first one. I, I uh, Tony. I think I, Tony would. Lance yeah. would. Lance would drop thirty, man. I agree with y'all. Yep. Isaac. 
Uh, nah. Nah. I don't know. Don't he already got three? Don't he yeah, already got three? Yeah, in the he does have three already. He's yeah. a threat. He's a threat. <laughs> All right, maybe. <laughs> Only person, honestly, I hate to do it, but Rashford wouldn't. Yeah, yeah you can do it. Hey, look. You keep going down the list. I'm a, look, you might, nah, you man, might find nah. I might agree with you guys on more than y'all think. So Raheem, going. Raheem wouldn't make it either. He wasn't on the list. He on the list? He wasn't yeah, on, he's not nah, on the list. Because he, he didn't do it while he was on the team. He didn't well, do it hey. while he was on the team in real life. So but I it wasn't used. But that was the thing. That's why he said if Pep used him the same way. Because yeah, 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 Pep, yeah. Pep didn't use Raheem as a number nine lead the line. He used him as, hey, float and help play. Yeah. Same with Gabriel Jesus, helping float play. I saw him. I saw him in front of the goal, like he was a nine, just off the him floating and missed tap in. So yeah, and yeah. he still oh, scored the second most no goals one. under Pep's system. So right. that's the thing with the that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, he scored. He has scored thirty goals in a season. I think all comes for Pep. Yes. So yeah, yeah, yes. yes. And that was when Pep was using him in a rubbish way. So salute, yep. son. Yes. Cristiano, yeah. yes. You skipped somebody. Yeah. You skipped no, 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 somebody. No, no. You skipped him. Uh-huh. Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson. No, no, no. Uh, Hell no. Yeah, 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 I don't think so either. That no. ain't it, man. That ain't it, man. <laughs> Kane definitely is. His hands yeah, yeah. ain't going to geek after four games. Tammy Abraham, yes. Okay. Tammy Abraham, yes. Dabala, yeah. yes. Hey, Dabala, my boy. I don't know, but probably. I think he could. I think he could. I think he could. The Bible seen back sure. on Roma. Lukaku. Yeah, he's been all right. He's been playing. Lukaku, yeah, I think he oh, could. Lukaku. Lewandowski, yeah. Abamyang. Uh, I think he could. I don't know. He's Rashford. Uh, he's Rashford. Pace, he's a he's grandpa okay. Pace. No Clay. Oh, yeah, Claytis. Claytis, tell me. Claytis, you, you guys were enjoying Abamyang body popping the, in the club with his Chelsea jersey. What What's up with him? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, they 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 ride the wave or whatever team he's on. So <laughs> I wasn't really you know, too much into that. It might be a new marketing little video coming out soon. So, and the funny thing is, in the video, because he's played for a lot of teams in the last few years, one of his mans had the Barca short song with the Chelsea top. Uh, one yeah. of his sons had the Arsenal short song. So, I mean, hey, salute to color changing clicks, man. Free gear, you know it's coming. Now, Mane, do y'all think he'll get thirty plus goals? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he got twenty. He got twenty. He got twenty in our system. Why would he not? I mean, because at Bayern he's struggling, and with Pep, that system is similar. Nagelsmann is a Pep kid as well, and I don't know. He's gonna Pep is gonna look at him like I don't like these bush footballers. Where's your technique, son? <laughs> gonna have to sit out with Grealish. I don't know. Yeah, yeah he did Tucho, you know, left them out to the wind. Vardy, <laughs> yeah, not anymore. Yeah, Vardy five years ago, short, not now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mitrovic, yeah, I think he might. Yeah, he might. Oh, yeah, yeah he's a boss. He's a boss. <laughs> Yeah, he's, yeah. he's forcing him himself on that goal, you know. Yeah. All right, we get the gist of it. Erling Holland, you're a great player. Let's see. And, hey, because you play for a low country, you ain't going to the World Cup, so you're going to get all the rest you want, doggy dog. So we're going to be looking forward to that. But speaking hey, real of quick, the, Dan, yeah, let me ask you a question, because I, I know you have a, an interesting way that you uh, categorize people as world-class. So if, if Holland is killing it 
domestically, you know, in the Europe, in Europe and all that stuff with, with City, how would you rank him if he's never going to get that chance at his national team? He could still yeah, be world, yeah. class, world class. He's not world class for me. Nah, for me Dan has a different criteria. World class, world class. <laughs> yeah, world class. World class means a part of it is. Yeah, what are you doing for your country? Well, I'll and tell it, you this. He, and has in your country, he has 20 goals in 21 games for his country. Hey, and guess uh, what? I, I ain't seen him in nothing but yeah. Nations League. That's 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 a middle school yeah. tournament, man. That's, that's <laughs> beautiful. I don't see him in Euro. I'm not even asking for the World Cup. Can I see you in Euro? And hey, yeah. your country, I've seen Iceland in Euro. Why can't y'all make it? So mm. that's what I'm saying. I've seen Macedonia beat Italy, what are y'all doing? Why are y'all mm. getting upset by uh, by by <laughs> Armenia, by Kim Kardashian's crew? I don't want to see you boys. <laughs> That's why he's under surveillance. It's not just his fault. His team has te- players that are in the Premier League. Odegaard's the captain. They got a couple homies that play for top teams around the big league. So yeah, they should do something. Norway, it's not like that's what I'm saying. Gareth Bale, you know why he showed he was world-class? Because he balled with Wales. I've seen it with Euro. They just went, he's taking Wales to the World Cup right now. And that's Gareth Bale. That people say he's an underachiever, injury-prone, whoop-de-whoop. I've seen it. And you already know, Wales don't have the deepest team. It's like him, Grandpa, Aaron Ramsey, uh, Ethan Ampadu, backup boy for Chelsea. Like, they don't have the deepest team. But, hey, if you have a team that can play, and that's the thing. They have a striker, a great striker. They have a great creator. They have a solid defense. They should be enough. So we'll see. But yeah, there's like, like your man, you know, I don't, you know, your man, uh, Ephraim, the, the nasty boy that used to be Will's coach. What's his oh, name uh, again? Brian Giggs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He wasn't world-class to me because I never seen him do nothing with Wales. Okay, all right. That's how I look at it. But, uh, Cletus, you started this segment, Road to the World Cup, man, trying to inform people on what was going on with different countries, most notably the reigning champions. And I'd like for you to lead off this subject because France has a lot of things going on. And if you will, after you speak on France, you could also inform us on the 2014 World Cup champions, Germany, man. So take it away, Clay. Wow. I don't I don't know where to start. What it, what is it called? Le Coupe du Monde avec le bleu. Mm-hmm. Crazy right now. You have we have indictments coming down. <laughs> we got um rape charges getting dismissed. We have players asking for new image rights, players getting their image rights changed. It's, it's a lot going on. And on top of this, we really don't know who's going to be going to France. Yes. And Gris- I have, go ahead, please. Sorry. I mean, Griezmann is only allowed to be outside for 25, max 30 minutes. <laughs> Mbappe's current situation, PSG, doesn't seem like he's focused. It's causing a lot of issues at the camp. The only thing that looks maybe solid, well, and that's even skeptical because word I recently just saw is that Lucas and Theo are probably going to be out for the next uh, month or two. So that's going to be like a red flag going to the World Cup, especially without those two in the back. Yeah. That's scary. And, you know, you have Loris back there. I don't, God, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> he is so cooked, bro. They need to just start Magna, man. I don't know what. 
Yeah, man, is trying to do. This is the last ride for him. You know, he's playing favoritism, but that favoritism is going to get him killed. Um, Pug was going under surgery, so he's not going to be joining the squad. It's going to be a very skimp chance of him going. Um, So, yeah, to be quite honest, this is not a French team that you're going to be eager to see play in the World Cup. Um, Expect more drama to come out, uh, especially with the Pogba situation, uh, especially also the Benjamin Mendy situation. So, yeah, you got witchcraft, you got indictments, (laughs) you know, cases getting thrown out. Like I said, you know, you have players that I think even with Griezmann's situation, he's probably going to end up somewhere in the Premier League or a low team in in Spain. So that's going to affect his time at the um, at the World Cup as well. And then you also have Giroud coming back. He's kind of showing form, dipping in form. But is you know that's that's what I'm saying is like nobody knows who's gonna be on the flight to to Qatar. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't sound good for the reigning world champions. And now, what about your man Conte? Is he ever gonna come back? And see, you know, recently I was talking to Mike Say, you know, and I'd be like, if I get 35 to 40 for Conte, I'm selling him. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even discussing that. Angelo Messi, bon, allez, adios at the door, get on the train. <laughs> and I don't think he's going to be fit to be Angelo at this World Cup. So I expect more from Tuchamendi and more um, Kamavinga. But yeah. again, we, we all know that Deschamps doesn't know tactics. So he's going to go out there and try to do the Angolo role and try to let Tuchamendi play beside him. And it's, it's just going to look very ugly, you know, but we'll see. But at the same time, it's, this is going to be a great way to usher in the, the air of Zidane. So <laughs> now how about your man, Hansi Flick in Germany? Uh, what uh, do you feel about them going into the World Cup so far? That Mannschaft. Um, I feel like with the Mannschaft right now, it's, it's very positive because everybody's so loving and understanding of what um, Hansi wants to do. His system, especially if you look at it like Tomas is playing more, Musiala's involved, Serge, everybody's kind of involved. It's, they really don't have that Bayern mentality when they come on the national team. Um, people's been saying, like, especially with the most recent draws, like everybody at the Bayern camp, at the national team, it's a bit sour. But, you know, if, if you look at, like, the practices, you, like, hear the the interviews, everybody seems very optimistic, very open, like, kind of, at the same time, kind of, like, eager to jump into the World Cup. But they also understand, like, they've been making progress and they don't want to, like, you know, just kind of just shoot, like, kind of sh- go straight to the top. They want to keep, like, climbing that ladder of showing progress. So, I mean, I feel good about the Mannschaft. They have a lot of the great new talent coming into the team. You still have the Gundogans and you still have the Tomas. You have the New Year's. Um, and sadly, once again, once again, Marco Royce would not be participating in a yeah. major tournament for the Mannschaft. So Shame. I think that's going to be a big and honestly, I don't want to sound, you know, like a hater, but I didn't think there was going to be a big role for Royce in the Mannschaft this season. Um, because if you look around them, all the players that are already like in those roles or, you know, playing Champions League, they're in form. They kind of offer a little bit more than Rush does. They still have speed. So I don't see how you could drop a Royce for like a Kai Havertz right now or like a Timo that's back in Germany and being Timo again. So, you know, it's a lot of different aspects to it, but. I feel bad for him for not going, but at the same time, it's like not something that I think is going to change the team's dynamic. Word. 
Thank you, Cletus. I appreciate that. Now, if you know the World Cup, there's only two continents that's ever won the tournament, and that's Europe and South America. Now, Anthony, he's got the two most prestigious teams in South America, and he's going to get his hit, man. Take it away, Anthony. Yo, yo, yo. I'm here all the way from uh, Brazil and then over in Argentina. Those are the countries I'll be covering. Uh, I'm going to start with Brazil. I saw the team that uh, uh, been called up for this set of friendlies and the Arsenal boys, the three Gabriels. It's not a band, but <laughs> they're not, they haven't been called up. And the main one that caught my eye was Jesus who we spoke on earlier. Uh, I saw Firmino on the team sheet, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Why is he there? Um, he has three assists in the Premier League, Anthony. He's balling low-key. Ew, okay. All right. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I may have to be with Dan and just, like, it's, if they don't want to call him up, that's cool, so they can... I'm pleased. Let, yeah. let them sit and relax. Yeah, Um uh, somebody else who's blacking out, who we've all spoke on, uh, Neymar. I saw, I see that he's uh leading uh league uh and goals with eight, Mbappe's behind him with seven, and him and Messi, uh, our Argentinian uh guy, are tied for assists with seven. So that's a crazy blackout right there. Um, now I'm transferring over to Argentina. I noticed some of their uh, attackers that were called up to these uh, the set of friendlies, uh, Loturo Martinez uh, and Paulo Dybala. You know, he's he's a favorite of mine uh, from back in old FIFA days. Shout uh, out Palermo. Yeah, Palermo days, yeah. Sadly, both of them only have three goals. Um, Loturo has three goals in <laughs> 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 in seven games and the has that's not bad that's not bad it's, it's not bad but and the has uh three goals in six games but nice. alvarez he's been called up as well he has two goals and five appearances and four of those were uh subs so um, hey like you say city you guys create goals out of anything man it's beautiful hey man i'm alvarez especially that's something on this road to world cup uh Alvarez, I think, is gonna blossom to somebody great uh during the uh competition and on the nice. way there. So that's something keep uh keep an eye out for. And that's all, all right. from over here. Thank you, Anthony. Now you from you know you've got the place that invented football and Belgium, I believe. So uh you mentioned earlier that uh you had some stats for us. Could you break that down for us? Yeah, I kind of already broke down the ones about uh, Raylish and, and saying that he hasn't really played much this season. But uh, That's cool. well, what one, about your? Uh, I'm sorry. Um, what about your man Sancho? I, I think he has the same amount of goals as Saliba. What three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah he's a center back. What's up with that? I mean, he's he can be a little low energy sometimes. But I can admit that. I'll be honest. I'm not of the camp that thinks that he probably should have been picked. If you want to say picked over Graylish, maybe yeah. But I don't know that he's really shown off as much uh, this year as he probably could. Um, but yeah. So uh, the, another stat I had was about Jordan Henderson. I was going to bring up. 
Um, he got selected as well to the England squad. Um, and he's another player. I know Marcus has had his uh, issues with him this season, uh, you know, calling him old. And, you know, I know he, he's, he's getting up there. Um, he's, he's played one 90-minute game this season. And his hey. last three matches, he's missed with a hamstring issue, injury. So, hey, let me cut you off real quick. Please do. Absolutely. Hendo is there to be a player coach, bro. <laughs> he's not there to play. That man is still hurt. So he just coached somebody up, man. He's trying to get you to hit Liverpool. They're taking up free space. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm did, did Calvin oh, Phillips get called up? For whom? Did Calvin Stay. Phillips get called up? Calvin Phillips, I think he did he. He's hurt. He's hurt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he has to have shoulder surgery. Oh, he got hurt in practice, or was it in a match? Uh, last time I saw him play was for that uh, Barcelona fake money match. <laughs> oh, my days. <laughs> yeah, so I may have to write them a check, or they may need to write me a check for his medical fees. But, yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, uh, another kind of uh, surprise to me was uh, was uh, Chilwell. Chilwell was a little uh, shocked to me as well. Um, he's another player who hasn't played much this season. He's only played a total of 120 minutes this season in the Premier League. Uh, he has he did get a goal and assist. I think in the last game he got a goal. That's um, about the minutes. You know, he was under a dictatorship. <laughs> one thing I will agree. Hey, Clayton, one thing I, I mean, he still did his start. You know, Potter Potter didn't start him right. Didn't he have Cucurella starting his son? Well, he did start in the uh he played 71 minutes in the Champions League. So he did uh, play that L, right? Nice yeah. L, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but so well, I what I would agree with uh with Claytus is that I think he's probably should be playing more as a starter. Um, he just hasn't. So to me, that's kind of like I'll go to Luke Shaw, another person I think that that should not be in the England team. I have a couple. The England team is a very interesting team. Harry Maguire is another player who's been, you know, he had he played three 90 minute games this season. Horrible in all in all of them. So Luke Shaw played two, looked bad, you know. So uh, they've given some chances to a couple young guys. Uh, Mark, I'm going to say his name wrong. Mark Guayhi, Uh I think he plays for uh, Crystal Palace. He's played in all their uh, games in every single competition of theirs this season. He's getting a chance uh, for Kyle Tomori. Uh, he plays for AC Milan. He's played over That's 500 legend. minutes for them. <laughs> he's, he's played over 800, I mean, 500 minutes for them. Uh, they've been pretty solid defensively, so I can see why he might uh, might be uh, picked for the squad. He, they've, they've only got eight goals scored on him all season, and four of them were in two matches, so. You know, I whoa, give him... whoa, 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 whoa! You cannot forget what me and Dan Boy got the call up. Lancy, Mister Ivan Tony. <laughs> I wasn't done yet because I was actually going to say something kind of funny about what Ivan Tony got going on with Arsenal. Apparently, apparently, he's beefing with some of their players about some tweets and stuff. I know it's a funny beef. It's not real. It's about yeah, but, yeah. It's, it's not real. It, he kind of went on about like, get, you know, get some new material about some, you know, anyway. So uh, yeah, he wants front... to be on our team. He wants to be on our team. <laughs> we'll take him. We love Ivan Tony. Hey, he's, he's, balling. he's balling. He's balling. Um, the front, the forwards for the team, except for Graylish, as we've already talked about, I would say they're a pretty good mix. Like, uh, um, I, I like what they have up front. Um, uh, you know, uh, Bakayo Sa- Saka, he's, he's just, 
a, a phenomenal player on the left, uh, right hand side. Excuse me. Um, yeah. So other than that, that's what I got for England. You know, they got a couple, like I said, a couple players that I really think that should not be there. Uh, other than that, they have, they look pretty solid. Uh, I'm, I question the midfield a little bit, but um, they got Drew Bellingham, who who all of us want in the offseason. Um, you know, Mason Mount's pretty good. So, yeah, I, I like I like some of their players there, but they, they need they need some more strength in the, in the midfield, I think. Um, as far as Belgium goes, it's a team I don't know as much about. Hasn't done. Um, I'll get better as we get closer to the World Cup about uh, dealing with who they are. But uh, I think one thing that kind of looked that's, that stuck out to me with that team is their the age of some of the players. You know, they got like, they called up uh, Toby Alderweireld. Um, he's 35 years old. Um, Jan Vertonghen, uh, 33 years old. Axel Witzel, he's 33 years old. Uh, um, so there are a couple of players that I think that kind of concern me that a few years ago, you've been like, yeah, they're in their prime, they're ready to go. They're, you know, this is a great hot young team as we've seen in a couple uh, World Cups and Euros before. Um, I think they made it to the semifinal. It was in the last World Cup, the World Cup before that. Uh, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, they, 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 you know, they have one of the best midfielders in the world, as we know, um, Kevin De Bruyne. Um, yeah, they, they're going to be missing Romelu Lukaku. He's, uh, he's got an injury um, that he's dealing with. I think it's a thigh flexor injury or something like that, that he's dealing with. So he probably won't be back until close to the, you know, after the break. Uh, so get ready for the World Cup. So, um, but it'd be interesting to see what they look like because for the last few tournaments, uh, World Cup and Euros, we've been people have been talking about how Belgium is that team that that that's the one of the closest to breaking through, but they haven't they haven't broken through yet. You know, France broke through. Uh, teams like that, even even Portugal won a won a Euro a couple years ago. So um, we'll see. It's gonna be a waiting pattern with uh, with Belgium, I think, but. Uh, they still have some pretty exciting young players on their team. So, All right. Thank you. Now, I have a couple countries I want to talk about real quick. I'll go through them pretty quickly. Um, with the Spain national team, De Gea was not called up. Is he injured, Ephraim? Nah, but I think oh, it's valid. Oh, 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 mental injury. Oh, I think that's okay. funny, but I think it's valid that he doesn't get called up, though. But to be yeah, honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's cooked. But um, instead, they have Robert Sanchez, Brighton, <laughs> David Rea, Brentford, and Unai Simon, the veteran, athletic Bill Bell at 25 with 25 caps. Their back line is very interesting. For some reason, Jordi Alba can't start for Barcelona, but he's back in Spain. Cesar's Pelicueta, he's been cooked with Chelsea, but he's there. And one thing that I've realized with their attack, they still don't have a striker. Since they made Douglas Costa switch from Brazil to Spain, they haven't been able to replace him. Cletus's biggest op, Alvaro Morata, is still asked to lead the line <laughs> with uh Ferran Torres, they had a surprise signing though, or call up in Nico Williams because he should be playing for Ghana. I don't know why. Well, actually, I do know why Luis Enrique called him because he wants to make sure he doesn't switch his nationality to play for Ghana like his brother Inaki did. So that's one that um, I'm kind of upset with because I need that brother to play for the Black Stars, but that's okay. 
Now the midfield, Pedri, Gavi, Rodri are there. Busquets, the captain, of course. And I think he will still start because for the national team, he's still better. And he's actually been playing well for Barcelona. So let me move on to Portugal real quick. Like Ephraim Renchen, they won the 2016 Euros with Cristiano Ronaldo leading the way. This time he is still leading the way, but he's only scored one goal this year and it was a penalty. Now they are relying on a 37 year old man to still lead their attack. That can be dangerous. We saw what happened in the last Euros. It was shaky when Bruno Fernandez wasn't getting the calls. He was useless. I want to see how they set up because you have Bernardo Silva on form. Will you play him on the right or centrally? Who is the best partner to play with Cristiano Ronaldo? I think it's Rafael Leal, where he can play on the left, but Cristiano likes playing on the left. For Portugal, though, mostly he plays up front, so that'll be interesting to see. Um, right now, I think Portugal, they are in the same group as my homeland, Ghana, and we're going to talk about them real quick. Now, Ghana, we have a lot of young people that are going to be making their debuts. Tariq Lampi, welcome. Mohamed Salisu, Stephen Ambrosius, welcome. They have Anton Semeno and Naki Williams, like I mentioned, Athletic Bilbao. His brother plays for Spain. He is now coming in to lead our line. Ransford Yebois, Kongesdorf, he is another guy, plays for Hamburg. I like his style. Now, one thing that I want to see is Mohamed Kudus. I want him to play higher up because he's been on the form of his life. He scored six goals in the last five games for Ajax in the league and Champions League. He's been on smoke. I will... That is one thing that we need because ever since Baby Jetta Samwat Jen has left, our front line has been shaky. I'm happy Anaki Williams has switched over, but I think Kudis is the real key to our team if we want to go somewhere. Eddie Nketiah hasn't switched nationalities yet. Neither has Callum Hudson-Odoi, but Hudson-Odoi, please stay with England. We don't need you, okay? Thank you. But one thing that I'm disappointed in is that Majid Ashimiru, who plays for Anderlecht, 24 years old, he can play a multitude of roles in midfield. I think he would have been the perfect partner to play with Thomas Partey. Unfortunately, he wasn't called up. I don't know why. I think he is a guy that we need to go to the next level. Um, on Friday, we play <laughs> Brazil in a friendly. That's going to be spooky. But we'll see how it goes. I think we have to test ourselves. We're in a hard group in the World Cup, so it's going to be fun to see. Now, Marcus, you got the U.S. of A. You got Senegal. Let us know what's good, man. Well, um, like you said, I got Senegal and USA. And first off, we're going to go with Senegal, the AFCON champions. You know, we got the – mainly we got the Carlos and we got the out-of-form crew. We got Mindy, Kulabale, we got uh, Idrissa Gay, we got Kuate, and uh, you already know the star of the show, Mr. Mane. Um, one of the main storylines that we got going into the uh, World Cup is Mr. Kiate, uh 
Abalde. I can't pronounce his name, the homie name, right? Yeah, but he will not be participating. Young Bleach. Yes, you Mr. Bleach Boy. Okay. You will not be participating because he's out here getting caught up with an anti-doping infraction. Um, the only people that I will say that um are informed is SAR. He out there the championship, he out there doing his thing. And um, the other mentionable we got is uh, one of Cissé's uh, former teammates on the O2 World Cup. His son is going to be, uh, his son is going to be premiering, Noah Fadenga. Uh, so he plays uh, in France. I mean, he's from France. He's uh, a, a right back and a winger. So we'll see how that goes with that. Uh, um, next up, we got the USLA. Hey. We the main storylines we got over here is uh Greg Burhalter calling up players that shouldn't be that shouldn't be called up. R- Ricardo Pepe, you should not be here, bro. Jordan P. Fox should be in on squad. He and you he over there in the uh Union Berlin got six uh and six matches, got three goals and two assists. Um, but we got a nice little squad. We got uh, Captain America over here writing promos against uh, Thomas Tuchel, even though he's uh, already fired. And um, we got we got a p- couple people to watch out for. Mr. Uh, Leeds United, Brandon Arison, uh, Josh Josh Sargent. And um, we got some big injuries. Your boy, uh, Dan Eunice, he won't be playing. He got a groin injury out there in mm-hmm. Valencia. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, we're going to check it out. Did Greg keep pointing out saying that this is not the final squad? So uh, we'll see how that go. All right, man. Now, uh, before we go, we got to go real quick. Uh, champagne goal of the week. Uh, Anthony, you got a champagne goal of the week? Yeah, man. I actually got one. It's, I might have to go to your team. Saliba's header. You know, I'm a, nice. I'm, I'm a specialist when it comes to that on the pitch. Uh, the way his body was towards the goal, which it wasn't, his back was to it. He had to get his head at a perfect angle as the ball was dropping uh, and, and knock it backwards to the far post. And, you know, hey, man, post are your best friend. That joint was beautiful, man. It was nice. I was like, dang, that was – it's, it's real body control, knowing where you're at on the pitch, and that's how he got it off. And it was it was perfectly beautiful. Word, I feel that. Marcus, what was your champagne goal of the week? You know, I was using my passport since we didn't have nothing. The Queen was out here in England, uh, so I want to go out there to uh, my homie out there in Sampdoria, uh, uh, Mr. Mm. Amadeo Hamid Sambri. Okay, that nice. crack outside the box shot was nice to open up that game. It was around eleventh minute. If you if you have to want to go peep that, nice, nice. Now I'll go with uh, an app, you know. And it was yeah, it was. I'm gonna go with Mr. Sun. Has been struggling this year. Was in a hot game. Came off the bench and got a hat trick in about thirteen minutes. The second goal was the banger, but all of the the hat trick was phenomenal. You could tell he was feeling himself because he has been fighting for form, and he is also on the road to the World Cup because he's in a group with Ghana and Portugal and Uruguay with South Korea. That's going to be a hot group. 
I'm very scared for my country, especially if Sun gets on form. But I'll give him my champagne gold a week. Uh, Ephraim, who do you who did you have? How about you, Marcus? I got robbed of mine for this week. Uh, <laughs> but now, nah, for real, I had, actually had another one I'm going to point out. Uh, Arthur Gomez for um, uh, Sporting. Uh, he nice. he yeah he dribbled into the uh, dribbled into the penalty area. Did a nutmeg around Emerson Royale for Tottenham. And, and it wasn't really a long distance goal like I usually go for, but it was great how he got there, though. So I give him that. It was about a seven meter or so distance from the goal. But yeah, he's my champagne goal of the week. I dig that. Now it's time for our favorite segment Marcus's MLS Minute. What's good? <laughs> Got a abbreviated one this week, but uh, we got a couple of big stories, man. We got a DC United player getting accused of saying some racist stuff, Mr. Taxi Fontes, the DP for the for uh, DC United this year. He said a racist slur towards an inner Miami player, Mr. Uh, Lowe, Damian Lowe. They said it was around 67 minutes. Both teams, I mean, well, inner Miami walked off the field. Uh, well, they walked toward the sidelines, and uh, both coaches, uh, former United greats, Mr. Rooney and uh, Mr. Neville, um, not the not the Valencia flop. Um, they they had a discussion about what they should do, and uh, Mr. Rooney, Rooney actually did the sportsman did the sportsman like move, and he subbed Tommy off on the next uh, stoppage. Mm. So. Um, we got another story that we got to follow up on from last week. Remember we were talking about that spot gate? Yeah, we got a little couple more details. So, yeah, it was Orlando spying on Sacramento. <clears throat> so the story, I got more facts. We got better facts. This week, man, We it was an Orlando City employee spying on those guys from Sacramento in the stadium 25 minutes away. Uh, the guy later after they pulled up on him, pressed him. Supposedly they put two vans up in front on the block his view. They were doing all type of crazy tactics out here. Um, because supposedly Orlando City got a got a reputation of being uh ones with the dark arts. But yeah, they 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 <laughs> they got guys out here spying on them, and uh, I guess they they got enough uh, info because they they whooped that ass three zero. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. The MLS champagne goal week is Mr. Chicharito. I think you heard me. You want to get off of surveillance because that back here was excellent. <laughs> um, and to end us off this week, we got a new segment. It's uh since it's the last couple of weeks, we're getting ready to go into the playoffs. Some teams got three games, a couple teams got two games. We got uh two, well, we got three of our still alive crew. We're going with Charlotte. They got thir- they got 38 points. They got three games left. Union Crew and New York R- uh, Red Bull. Got Atlanta United. My guys, they got two games left. New England and uh, NYFC. And like I said, we got New England. New England with that third slot. They got 38 points also. And they got two games against uh, Atlanta United. I'm not for sure their last game. But the teams that got to win the, the – uh, 
that stay in their spot is Inter Miami. Right now, they currently got that seventh spot. They're battling with the crew, who also have 42 uh, points, and they both have three games left. So y'all keep keep on uh, keep that on the watch out. We out of here. Thank you, Marcus. Uh, hope y'all had fun. Before we go, I know we didn't do in the club all stars. Next week we got to, but I gotta salute Ethan Waniri, fifteen year old Arsenal kid, broke the record for the youngest player to play in a Premier League match, a first division match in England. Salute to you, young man. You're going to flex in school, get good grades. I'm hearing you're the prodigy for our academy right now. They saying you have the potential to be on the level of Fabregas and Wilshire in terms of technique. I hope we take care of you and you have a long career for Marcus, Cletus, Ephraim, Anthony, and myself, Dan. We are Champagne Soccer. Y'all stay blessed out there. Enjoy the international break. Keep watching a beautiful game and keep the bottles popping. We out.